0: How about Damian Lillard? 71 points. He had 41 at the end of the first half. Eight threes, 13 on the game. He is the 15th player. Well, I'm sorry. He is the... I'm wrong there. I'm sorry. He is the sixth player to have at least 15 50-point games. There are only six players who have had 60 more points in a game. Wilt Chamberlain did it only 32 times. Kobe did it six. Damian Lillard, five, MJ, four. He passed MJ. Harden also has four. And then Elgin Baylor, that's the name I couldn't remember. Elgin Baylor was a beast. He had three. 41 at the half, 71 for the game. He ties Mitchell, who had it back on January 2nd in overtime. He did in a regular season game, I mean regulation game against the Rockets. His career high before yesterday was 61. He went 22-38 from the field, 13-22 to 22 from three, six rebounds, six assists, In 39 minutes, 71 points, he was plus 21 when he was on the court, and he got a dunk, a resounding dunk at the end of the game uh, um, uh, over over Smith Jr. on the Rockets. How about that? I'm like, wow, 71 points. I kept looking, 41 at the half. I was like, shit, he's going to go after Kobe's 81. Listen to this. Will Chamberlain has four of the five highest scoring games. He is 100. 78, 73, 72, and plus, add into there, he has a 70-point game to boot. But you're talking about, the, they said it was the eighth most points all time. It's Wilt with 100, Kobe with 81. That was, I remember that against Toronto. Then you have David Thompson with 73, and then there's some, I mean, think about it. You know, other basket or two, and he would have had the Fourth highest game ever. I mean, still 71 points is nothing to shake a tail feather at. Ish. On fire. I mean, and he he took one from deep. I I, I saw, that. of course, the game wasn't on television. I was really pissed off about that. I really wanted to watch the game. But, of course, they didn't have it on. And I, you know, was just kept looking for updates. I mean, I got a thing, 41 at the half. I was like, holy shit, that game was on. And instead, they had on uh, Denver versus the Clippers Went to overtime, 134, 124. And Jokic had a 40-point triple double. He is 23 this season. They're 23-0. He's won 26 straight, which is an NBA record. They're 43-19. Clippers give up 176 the other night when they lose to the Kings, and now they give up 134 and lose in overtime. So there's a lot of scoring in this league and a lot of, a lot of points. He also, NBA AYY, so NBA. Aya, I guess. Thank you for that. Highest true shooting, which takes in a field goal percentage. uh, Free throw shooting, three-point shooting. Well, he shot 80.4, which was the highest in a 70-point game ever. Donovan Mitchell had 78.9 true shooting. He had 80.4. He also had the most efficient half ever in NBA history. He was 89.4 efficient field goals on 19 field goal attempts, the next closest for 19 field goal attempts was Doncic at 71.05. 89.4. Four, thank you, Corey Jez, for that. 89.4. I mean, and an 82 shooting, which what they say, 61's elite. Gotta get props. Damian Lillard, you you had a game to remember, and you know, and then I saw that it was the last Nick to have 50. So they had a you know, they have all these stats up. They have stats all the time. But the last, yeah, the Knicks have not had a 50-point score since Melo's 62 outburst versus the Bobcats at MSG. So it's been a while. So, you know, hey, I'd like to see another Nick go out and put up a game like that, 62 for Carmelo. I mean, you know you're know, your shooting lights out. Anything you have over 50, you're getting the 70-point range. You're doing things. This is an NBA game, 71 points in, an, in a regulation game, in a 48-minute game. Wow, wow. So the Knicks tonight go against 44-17 Celtics, 35 and 27 Knicks, season I 8 games over 500. The game is at MSG. Knicks got to make a statement. Come on, I want them 9 games over 500. The Kings are the f- over are 10 games over 500 for the first time. First time since in 17 years they are a game behind Memphis for the number 2 seed in the West. 10 games over the Kings. Kings are doing things. They beat OKC last night three straight. OKC has lost three straight. So they've won three straight. OKC has lost three, three straight. Most since they lost five back in mid January. De'Aaron Fox had 33 to pace the Kings. I mean, a lot of crazy things are happening right now. Quinn Snyder takes over. He's going to coach tomorrow at home against the Wiz. Right now they're eighth in, in the East, 31 and 30. They are game behind the Heat for seventh. They are three and a half behind number six, the Knicks. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, he got Kings playing, he got Quinn Snyder signed to a five-year contract, and uh, things are changing. Charles Barkley, you know, he spoke up, he says, we're paying bums today. You know, they've been paying bums for a long time. There's guys who have gotten paid and haven't, you know, haven't, and I, I was thinking about the big guy who played on the Clippers and then turned out to be a bust. All these guys, Sean Bradley got signed to what, a $40 million contract. There's guys, there's been bums throughout time that have got paid a lot of money and have not lived up to the contract, where they signed these huge huge contracts. Gilbert Arenas was shooting guns off in the locker room, and he was on a $100 million contract. That, to me, is a bum and a moron. So I don't agree with that 100%. I do agree that load management, huge issue. He said Adam Silver is protecting the players, and fans are being disrespected. Yeah, I agree on that front. But it's what? It's a more intense game and everything, and they travel first class. They stay in... You know, I know they're traveling. I know it's hard to travel and wake up and all that stuff, but they have the best of the best. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know what, you know what this all means? It means that the season is too goddamn long. It's just 82 games is too much. And then the playoffs go on forever. So the playoffs start in April, right? Right? Playoffs started. I mean, you're not done. If you make the finals, you're playing for another two months. I mean, it's ridiculous. Seven game series takes two weeks. So you're playing forever, and then you got to wait for the next team to play. I mean, it takes – regular season, the games are all scrunching. You play back-to-back, back and then you're playing a game every two days. Well, if they can do it – and it's all TV money. That's what it is. But if they can – you know, I mean, you don't want these guys – Kawhi, hey, won a championship, basically sat out a third of the games for Toronto that year, and he's sitting out a lot now. But what are you going to do, dude? What are you going to do? Yeah, Joe Jokic yesterday in the win over the Clips had 40.17 rebounds, 10 assists – Michael Porter Jr. had 29 points, 11 rebounds. Kawhi had 33, PG had 23. Russ had 17 points. Wasn't enough. So they are scored a lot, but they're giving up a lot. So the defense isn't that good. And uh, you know that's with a lot of teams. You know they can score a lot, but when you're giving up 100, 120, when you score 124, giving score 124, and you are giving up 134, that means that you don't have any defense. And I mean, scoring's up everywhere. I mean, but. We see more games in the 130s and 120s. than I mean, the Knicks used to play like 85, 8, 79, 70. They used to score in the 80s. low High 70s, low 80s. It was, it was ugly. So I guess now we're going to, you know, it's higher scoring games, more entertaining. But, you know, I mean, UNC women played a 45-41 win over Duke yesterday. I mean, that's a defensive struggle. So it can happen, but, I mean, teams aren't shooting well either, but crazy. And LeBron... Heard a pop at his ankle in the third quarter, but kept playing. 27-point comeback for the Lakers. I guess we'll see. Noticeable limp after the game. Thank you, Sports Injury Central. We're going to see how that pans out going forward, but no bueno. And, you know, they're, they're getting closer. What are they, game and a half out? Playing right now? The playing tournament? They're going to need LeBron, but, I mean, they're 4-1 since the trade deadline, and uh, every Vanderbilt, what, 15.17 rebounds? Beasley's been scoring. Austin Reeves has been scoring. Anthony Davis is healthy. I'll tell you, Dave, my friend Dave, huge Laker fan. He might, you know, might be happening. Him and uh, Shannon Sharp have to be ecstatic, but they want to see LeBron healthy. And I'd rather LeBron, you know, get healthy for the playoffs. Well, they're going to have to get there. But, you know, LeBron, get healthy. And it's a grind, man. 30 years old, the way he's playing, he is a beast. Now, UNC women... Are now 18th in the country from 22. Michigan women are 17th. It is South Carolina, Indiana, Utah from th- eight to three. LSU, Maryland five. Maryland men are just got into the to the to the top 25, which is awesome because you know they're playing great basketball right now. And and I'm gonna Ari wants to get on the show. We might have to do the show at his place, which I think is going to be easier. And I'll just bring the stuff over there, and we'll do the show over there, and we can make it happen, which is probably what I'm going to have to do. But, so LSU 4, Maryland 5, Stanford went from 3 to 6. Indiana did not drop after losing yesterday to Iowa. I, uh, Iowa 7, Vatech 8, UConn 9 from 4, Notre Dame 10. Nova, women from Nova are from, a, from 15 to 11, and Texas women from 19 to 12. That is awesome. I love to see. so you got Texas, Michigan, and, and uh, UNC all in the top 20. It's gonna. Be, I don't think anybody's gonna beat South Carolina, but you know, hey, and UConn is UConn. I don't think it's going too far, especially without uh, uh, without Page and without uh, Ozzie Fudd. That's not gonna Beckertz and and Fudd. That's gonna hurt them. And and listen, other teams big at East are playing them much much tougher. The men Houston are second straight week at number one, Bama two, Kansas three, UCLA four. Purdue dropped to five. Marquette is six. Highest ranking since they won the Natty back in 77-78. Shaka Smart, had, you know, wasn't, didn't work out of Texas. Marquette, it is working out. Uh, what? Wojahoski, the former Dukie, did not get it done there. Well, Shaka Smart, they're six in the country. Share of the big East title. First time in 10 years. Congrats to them. Baylor, seven. Arizona, eight. Texas was went from eight to nine, but the, yeah, they lost to Baylor. Gonzaga, 10. Vatek, I, I'm sorry, Virginia dropped from 6-13. to 13. They lost at BC and at UNC. UConn, 14. Miami from 13-16. to 16. Maryland, 21. Pitts, 25. Kentucky's back after seven weeks out of 23. Texas A&M, 24. Northwestern lost to Maryland and Illinois. They're out. Indiana's 15. Uh, Iowa State, three straight losses. They're out of the top 25. Crater was 19. Two straight losses. They're out, too. But how about that? Maryland. I love that. Maryland's in. Pitt's in. Kentucky yeah Kentucky I I yeah you know Schwebee's been having a great year for Kentucky but we'll see what happens going forward tonight we have UNC 18 and 11 10 and 8 in the ACC at 9 and 20 7 and 11 in the ACC Florida State, but Florida State won in Maryland on Saturday on a last-second shot. 7 p.m., must win. Rutgers came back from 19 points in the second half, outscored Penn State 38-25 in the second half. They won 59-56. They're 18-11, 10-8 in the Big Ten. Penn State fell to 17-12, 8-10. They blew out Michigan, Penn State, earlier uh, last month. Well, earlier this month, yeah, It was they went on fire against them. So I looked at what Rutgers has left. They're playing at 7-20 Minnesota, on Thursday and then Sunday they got northwestern at home which is going to be tough and that would get them to 20 wins which I, I would think that and 12 wins in the big east would get them in but you know even 19 wins I, th- I think they're I think they're a lock to be I what I see it 7-9 seed and hey making make the tournament back-to-back years sweet actually they made it I think it is it, yeah back-to-back years they lost a heartbreaker last year with their last year I remember and we'll see what happens uh DeAndre Miller, uh, I'm sorry, defenseman Keandre Miller for the for the Rangers said that he accidentally spit. Didn't look accidental to me. I don't know. When you're spitting, you're spitting. On Drew Doughty, he apologized after the game. Doughty said that stuff is not in the game. And you know, th- this this could go. This is going to probably go in front of a hearing board. And guys have been suspended in the past over this, so don't be surprised if Keandre Miller gets suspended over this. And Still no word on Patrick Kane, but it sounds like it's a lot of trades happened. I looked up some of the guys. I don't know a lot of the guys, that's why I'm going to get on. Ari, we'll do it over at his place, and we'll do a podcast. I think it'd be easier if he wants to do it 6:30 Wednesday night. I'd rather do it at his place, so we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. But Country Miller, dude, you can't spit on anybody. You just can't. And Washington releasing safety Bobby McCain, they'll save 4.42 million against the cap. 76 tackles, five pass defenses. Force fumble, three tackles for lost, One quarterback hit, 17 games played, 16 starts. A lot of guys are getting are, uh, Brockers for the Lions. He played in six games. They're going to save $10 million on the cap with him being released. And But Carson Wentz, within the hour, released by the commanders, he signed a 4 year $128 million extension, $107 million guaranteed. He had two years left, a max of $53 million left on his contract, and they didn't want any part of him. So Carson Wentz, where the hell is he going to end up? But that's going to be interesting. And, you know, they're talking about Bryce Young. Uh, he's not going to throw the combine. He had a shoulder sprain last season. I'm thinking pro day because Jalen Carter will come for interviews of the combine, which a lot of these guys do. They don't do anything to the combine, they wait for the pro day, which is March 15th for Georgia. And they said, well, this will affect Bryce Young being the number one pick. It might. I don't know. Because the Bears are open for business with the first pick. They've talked to multiple teams. Nothing's come through yet, but no deal imminent. It doesn't sound like it's close. But if you're telling me Bryce Young isn't the number one quarterback, you know, it's C.J. Stroud and him. Will Levis, to me, is, and, and then Anthony Richardson from Florida could be a fourth, could be a first-round pick. They don't know. They're going, but, and you know, uh, Mel Kuyper Mel Kiper Jr. talks about his weight, that he's, you know, he's a little too thin. He's under 200 pounds. He gets hit, whatever. He's got that if factor for me. C.J. Stroud, I thought, played great against Georgia, but overall, I, I, I don't love him. You know, I, uh, the dump quarter... Actually, Bama quarterbacks haven't done great in the pros either. They've been okay, but, you know, they win national championships. They don't... I mean, Tua, Tua had a good season, but concussions, which happened, and he didn't finish the season. So we never really got to see what he could have done this season. But he did have improvements, but he did have a lot of shitty games. Bryce Young, to me, can make all his throws, and he's got that winner. He's got that winner that, you know, he's just, he's just damn good. And, and so I was, I was... I tried to watch some of the XFL... XFL is a page of their schedule, but doesn't show uh, scores. So you have to go to ESPN and go, dude. If you're if you're a football site, you should have everything up to date. Where I have to go to the NFL ESPN to find all this shit. But Terrell Buckley, Dove Climate, posted this. They're, they were outscored in the second and third quarters this year, thirty six nothing. They lost yesterday, thirty to twelve to San Antonio. Well, Terrell Buckley threw the whole team under the bus. He goes, I got to find guys that want to be here. You know, he's looking around, and you know the, they're getting blown out. He doesn't see guys that you know want to play and everything. And you, you can't do that in the NFL? I think you could throw... If the, they're professional, they're getting paid to play. You can say whatever you want. You can be as judgmental and critical as you want of the players. Yeah. I'm fine with Terrell Buckley doing that. I mean, if the guys aren't playing, he'll find guys that want to play. And he, he was a winner, dude. He played, a, he played, on a, he played uh, at Florida State under Bowden. Played on some... You know, was a first-round draft pick. Was a phenomenal college player did well in the pros, interception machine. Uh, Yeah, I say that, you know, if you call out players, yeah, call them out. Now, Major League Baseball, average salary rose almost 15% to 4.22 million last year, highest since it went up almost 18% back in 2000. Back then, the average salary was 1.61 million back in 2000. Now, the union has that it went from 2020, I'm sorry, 2021 to 22 from point 7 million to 4.2 million. Well, Major League Baseball said it went from 3.6 million in 21 to 4.1 million in 22. It's still a lot of shekels. Whatever whatever way you want to look at it, 4.2, 4 million for the average salary. When it was 23 years ago, it was 1.6, where it almost, we're talking almost tripled in salary. I'd say, yeah, that that's a bump. And you know, you had all the big deals. And we, I talked about yesterday, there were eight deals worth at least 162 million dollars this past offseason. And we're, t- and it, I mean, if it rose last year, it's going to go up even more this year. But salary cap, they want a salary cap. Yeah. I mean, they think that's going to help the teams on the lower end of the spectrum. I don't, I don't agree. Uh, you know, I mean, I feel like, you know, that with the money they're making off TV and everything, then, you know, like the NFL, they have the salary cap and then teams don't, I feel like you have to spend. NFL, I feel like, you know, some teams seem to carry money over. I feel like you have to spend that money. And, you know, you have that money to spend. Spend it. You're making billions of dollars. And that's what it's made to be. You know, you want to put a product out there, then you raise season tickets and your team sucks, then what the hell? I mean, pay the players. Put good teams out there. I'm not saying every team's going to be good, but, you know, compete. And, you know, you can't have teams like the Pirates that suck every goddamn year. And the Diamondbacks suck. I mean... You don't want to come see a team like the remember the Mets sucked. The member the Yankees sucked for all those years. I mean they went through a rough patch where they couldn't win anything. I mean there was lean lean years. The Giants, the Pesarchik thing. I mean they had to get they had to change the they had to bring in a coach that brought in and you know they had Coughlin, Coughlin was working out. They tried Judge and uh, finally with Dable they worked they 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 fixed things around and you know it's, you, you look at the Chiefs are going to be set for the next decade if not more. The Patriots went on a run with Tom Brady. And, you know, they didn't even put great teams around him and he still made it happen. I feel like he never had top, top talent, but they played as a team. Yankees, I thought, even when they were winning with Jeter and everything, that was a team, Ambrosius. You had, you had Posada. You had uh, oh, Tino Martinez. You had Bernie Williams. Uh, you had, um, oh, shit. oh uh, Oh, the outfielder who calls the games now, who was on an episode of Seinfeld. And I see his face. Oh, my God. Wow, I'm blanking. Oh, man. Yankees on Seinfeld. Yankees, that's what I have to look up. Because I know Tartable was on it. Yankees on Seinfeld. Yeah, Yankee players. What Yankees? Yeah, Bernie Williams. Oh, shit. Steinbrenner was, wasn't on. He did his voice, yeah. Oh my God, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, when he had to hit the, all the home runs. Yeah, Paul O'Neill. That's why I couldn't think of Paul O'Neill. One over, two over. What are you crazy? Yeah. I, oh God, that was so hilarious. Seinfeld's still my fa- It's still a favorite of mine. I'm, I I got to talk to Daniel because I watch Mayor of Kingstown and I feel like the show's going off the rails because I don't know what the hell's going on. There's just so much going on that doesn't make sense anymore. And I, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't, Last of Us, this episode was kind of like, I kind of feel like, I don't know where it's going the rest of the way, but I kind of I was a little bored, a little bored. And we're watching this show with uh, Jason Segel and, and uh, shit, dun, 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 uh, Harrison Ford. What's it called? Uh, therapist? I don't know. It's on Apple TV. It's pretty good. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And uh, I, after seeing the Ant Man and falling asleep while I worked out today, I watched the original Ant Man. So much better. So, so much better. Uh, Paul Rudd's hilarious in that movie. So funny. Oh, so MMAfighting.com, Valentina Shevchenko heard that Aaron Blanchfield, you know, I, she fought last week, two weeks ago when she said that she wants the shot at the title. She wants Shevchenko. Well, she told him MMAfighting.com that uh, Blanchfield is still a little green. But hey, she wants that title. Let her come, let her get that title title uh, fight, and we'll see what happens going forward. MLB London will be June 24th, 25th. Between the Cubs and Cards will be on Fox and ESPN. Jake McCabe is now going for the Blackhawks, Blackhawks to Toronto. 55 games, two two goals, 18 assists, 20 points, 29 years old. Okay, hey, you know, okay. But uh, yeah, this is a guy probably that's a lower line guy. We'll see what happens there. Steve Gelbs, Mets first three games this This, uh, in in spring training, 233, 234, and 228. That's the length of their games. And um, so something interesting. So a guy wrote in The Athletic uh, a response, and I I liked this response. He, He said something interesting. He said that don't think shortening a game by 15, 20 minutes will cause a gush of new young fans. Baseball is baseball. Either you like the game or you don't. The time changes will do nothing to increase the fan base. I will, I will, I will watch games according to my loyalty to, to my team or to see stars pitch hit on other teams. I'll still tune in to later innings or time shift recording to zip through commercials. The pressure over the years to shorten games has 100% come from the media who want to get home sooner. Now, I don't agree with the, the end part, but I do think that baseball fans are baseball fans. They don't give a shit about the time change. You know, the speeding up the games, all that stuff. Baseball has always been a slow, drawn-out game. Some people love that shit. Other people don't. There's 162 games. There's so many stats. People do the, the. you know, I got to ask because Michigan's friend Jody's husband, Tom, is a huge Yankee fan. And I'm curious if it bothers him, all that stuff. So I would love to reach out to him and get his thoughts on that. Because if he cares at all, if he thinks the pitch clock, it doesn't matter to him. He's still going to. I don't think he would really matter. He's a huge fan. He watches all the would watch every game. So would Daniel. They wouldn't care with if it's a four-hour game or if it's not. I still was watching Yankee Red Sox game. They went over four hours. It felt too long. But Oh, and Gregory, Gregory P., thank you for that. I thought that was a good little piece. And Joey Votto, this is from Cut4. This is hilarious. Drop your boldest uh, National League Central prediction. And Joey Votto said... Extraterrestrials arrive on Earth, April fifteenth. The twelve and two Reds and the rest of the planet learn from, communicate with, and befriend our alien friends. This process takes five months. Play resumes in October. The Reds sweep the playoffs and a World Series champ. Side note: the aliens ask if I would like to accompany them on their ship back to their planet. I oblige, never to be seen again. So that's good. The Reds play fourteen games. End up the season gets basically frozen in time for five months. He comes back. They win the playoffs World Series, and then he's never seen from again because he goes to live with the extraterrestrials. See, that's creative. That's interesting. To me, I would have Joey Votto on and just let him talk, whatever he wants to talk about. Like what goes on inside that head of yours? That to me is an interesting interview. I I think he'd be hilarious. Yeah, I would love to have him on. Just he can talk about whatever he wants to talk on. So you know what? I just got to reach out for people i am just decided that I've been doing this podcast. We're going to get Ari on. He's got a bunch of friends who are sports fans. I'll come over there. It's just, it just interesting when you get other people's opinions. Tommy Fury will enter the World Cruiserweight rankings in WBC after, being, after beating Jake Paul. A lot of responses. A lot of people... You know, thought that the fight wasn't that bad. Some people thought it was bad. They thought he was a better businessman than he was. Ethan loves him. He loves his his video logs on YouTube. He didn't watch the fight. He said he wasn't paying 60 bucks, but he likes the guy. So people like him. You either like him or you don't. He's trying to be a boxer. I'm not fighting. I would like him to fight real fighters. So he finally fought a real fighter, lost the fight, then talked afterwards that his life's going to be fine and after talking shit beforehand. So either shut up and fight. And if you're going to talk shit, you got to win fights. You can't talk the talk and then not walk the walk. And he didn't. He, him, and his brother talked so much shit, this and that, blah blah blah. They lost the fight. Now he's got to come back, eat some humble pie, come back, and he should get it back in the ring asap. I don't think Fury should fight him right away. I think Fury should fight somebody else. He doesn't need to fight him again. He beat him once. Go on, get better, get fight legitimate. Now he's now he's ranked in the, in cruiserweight. Why are you going to fight a guy that's not ranked? Now he's going to. I would want to think he wants to step up his career, fight. Fighters that are ranked in WBC and Jake Paul, fight a real fighter. Stop fighting Nate Diaz. Nobody wants to see you fight a guy who has taken way too many punches. Fight a guy your age, that's an actual boxer. I don't care if he's fought three fights, but an actual boxer. None of this, none of this shit. You've lost to Tommy Fury. Now come back. If you're serious about this, you should be back in the ring tomorrow after you heal up in the next couple days and have that hunger to keep going. We'll see what happens. Ball's in your court, buddy. Ball's in your court. Put-up-or-shut-up time, in my opinion. That's what I have to say. That, that's, what, that's what I say on that front. And uh, how about this? Before the Lakers come back against the Mavs yesterday, NBA teams were zero wins, 138 losses this season when trailing by 27 points or more. Zero wins, 138 losses. Now, Calvin Booth is the GM for the Nuggets that, that he said about the the, the Bones train, trade to the Clippers. He said that Bones... Bones Highland expressed a desire to have a bigger role, but said it came down to chemistry. And when he was on the floor with Jamal Murray, Murray had to guard the better guard, said that wasn't fair to Murray, said his goal was to add more defense. Everybody in our starting lineup makes our starting lineup make sense. And Michael Porter Jr. thinks th- he said he's lived up to the max contract, signed in 2021, five years, a max of $207 million. So that's good. Golden State beat the Wolves, 109-104. Clay Thompson, 32 points, six three-pointers. Half a game advantage over Utah in standing for seventh place and trail Dallas in sixth by just half a game. Those teams don't have to play the playing tournament. Last two games, he has 74 points on 42 shots, Clay Thompson, 18 threes, 12 rebounds. Wow, 57 from the field, 58 from, from three, and eight for eight from free throws. They are now 11 and 12 Golden State without, when, without Steph in the lineup. And Clay Thompson was yapping at the Minnesota bench after a late three. He said he was trash-talking Wolves assistant Joe Boylan. Boylan used to work for the Warriors, and they always chirp at each other. Thank you, Anthony Slater. How about that? Like, just chirping. You know what? Uh, that's what we do. We talk, we, you know? Hey, listen. If, it, if, it, if, it, if it's you're playing the game, that's what it is. It's all one-up, one-up kind of stuff. More power. Dude, do what you have to do. That's what I have to say on that front. Do what you have to do. Yeah, crazy. Damian Lillard, 13 threes. Crazy. Just 71. Yeah, 71.66. Wow, that's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. 13 triples, one shy of the NBA record by Clay Thompson. Also, a poster dunk over Jabari Smith Jr. That's the picture I have up right here. 44 seconds left. He exited with a stint to a stand and go. He's the oldest player in NBA history with a 70 point game. Jeez, wow! So he scored seventy-one, and Sengun and Tate scored seventeen. That fifty-four point difference between the top scores in a single game is the largest since Kobe in two thousand six. Kobe scored eighty-one. The next closest player in that game was fifty-five away, was Mike James. So he outscored the next, next, the next highest score had seventeen. Wow, fifty-four, unbelievable! Wow, just crazy. Yeah, Dame needed overtime and didn't even get to keep the damn scoring high for two months someone's going to challenge kobe's 81 yeah the new 71 and and donovan mitchell he said my mom calls and says damien lillard tied your record you got to get 72 now how about hey you got to get 72 now you got to make that happen that's funny that was funny crazy how funny unbelievable crazy and uh, Paul George hit a half-court half court, half court, half court heave at the end of regulation, didn't count. A lot of these shots this weekend, I mean. Embiid, Saturday against the Sixers. Sixers are going to have to wait a while for the $1.3 billion arena, the 76 DevCorp. The company that's overseeing the project is waiting to receive approval of a zoning variance from the city center city venue. So they said, I would say this, by the fall, that's really our goal. David Adelman, part owner of the Sixers and chairman of 76 Corp, told Philadelphia Business Journal. So that it meets June 22nd and then not again until September 14th. So they said it's going to be called 76 Place. Is estimated to provide $1.9 billion in economic output during the construction $400 million annually when it said opens. It's aiming for the 2031-32 season. Its lease at Wells Fargo Center ends in 2031. Okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they're big. Hey, it's big bucks now, man. It's big, big shekels. And I read some good stuff about the Mets. So Scherzer has long desired to work quickly. In the past, batters have slowed him down. He said, last season, only 35 pitchers, minimum 100 innings, use a quicker pace between pitchers than Scherzer, according to fan graphs. Now, his first start, he goes, I can work extremely quick or I can work extremely slow. He said, there's another layer to mess with that is timing. First inning, he averaged fewer than 10 seconds between pitches, New catcher Omar Narvaez called some of the game with uh, Scherzer instinctively making decisions well, wearing the pitch-com device on the back of his glove. He called some pitches in an effort to work faster. He would catch the ball, give Narva- Narvaez instruction, take one step toward the rubber, then another, come set and look ready to throw. His one-two-three frame lasted four minutes. He gets I can dictate pace, the rule of... The rule change of the hitter having only one timeout, it changes the complete dynamic of the hitter and the pitcher. I love it. And they said, so he also said that it, once the hitter looks at the, makes eye contact, but he has to wait eight seconds, but he, he can slow it down. Sometimes he waited till the end of, the, of the, the pitch count. Sometimes he did it right away. So that's a thing. And they only can go call time once. And Verlander threw a changeup just 2.4% last season. But he thinks there's another one he, he can work with. He goes, I worked at it, so I want to use it. I don't want to waste my time. And there's a lot of guys who call for change-ups, especially some flat-bat right-hand hitters who stay on my fastball, stay on my slider away. And they said the similarities between Scherzer 38, and Verlander, are obvious. They remain elite at advanced ages for pitchers because they constantly seek improvement and find edges. Now, the whole thing is about keeping the, them healthy. Oblique issues, Rob Scherzer of Time last year. He said he huddled with trainers to figure out the exercises he needed to implement in his program to make sure his left side remained strong. He wanted to throw two inning, 200 innings. Listen, they might, that, he hasn't thrown that since 2018. The Met skip starts, and he's a six-man rotation at some point of the season, as expected. He's not going to reach that. But in the end, it's just keeping him healthy. And Scherzer plans to be a keen listener to his body, which you have to do. And he saw, yeah, last year, oblique problem. Let's make that not happen. Let's fix that. And I'd rather him be healthy for the playoffs and get 200 innings. Verlander, too. Just get him to the season. You have to skip some starts, whatever. Just you want them in prime condition for the playoffs. And, they, you know, Yankees, uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa said the fans won't really hear the walk-up song the way they did before, you know, because Judge always makes his little entrance, Like today after, you know, I'm rushing straight to the plate, they said. Because, you know, they, they got the pitch clock. I mean, hey, it's going to be a work in progress. We're going to see what happens. And this was interesting. So former former Ray's current Angels outfielder, Brett Phillips, he said, there's no debate over the pitch clock. It's here to stay whether you argue over it or not. I spent the last month down in AAA last year and didn't have one issue with it, nor were there ever any violations. The guys on there adapted and so will we. To add, I haven't been back to the minors in over three years. I understand we've got 10-year vets who have had the same routine, and this is a major adjustment for them, and I respect them for their efforts, but we got to grow as a sport. And trying to make the game shorter, more intense, by cutting out the, I guess, bullshit, is a great place to start. Thank you, Mark Topkin. Yeah, hey, I agree, man. You know what? There's, you know, G- Jeter between, we talked about this with Daniel. Every pitch he did, t- stepped out, did his batting gloves, everything. You know what, dude? You're going to have to get locked in. Take a second. Look, hey, you know, if Hunter Dickinson can catch a ball Take a dribble and, and and take the shot. I make a, a game tying shot to send the game in overtime. And Michigan ends up beating 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 Wisconsin yesterday. Then and major league baseball players, same shit, dude. It's going to make everybody tighter. Everybody's going to be more intense. The games are going to be faster. Yeah, I don't need to be there four and a half hours. I'm sorry, I can be there two and a half hours and have a good time. And you know what? You're going to have to pay attention more. You zone out. At baseball games, you zone out too much because it's so goddamn long. Things take so freaking long. We'll see how it works. Yeah, and they're saying, you know, payroll, Oakland A $61 million, to the Mets, $370 million. You know, we'll see what happens. Steve Cohen, they're going after him. Padres, $244 million. They just gave $350 million in extension to Manny Machado. The Yankees gave $360 million to Judge. Hey, in, in the end, you want to put a winning team out there and you don't want to lose guys. So we're going to see what happens. The Salary Cap player Association is going to prove it. And then this, St. Louis Cards manager, Olivia Marmol. Ripped umpire C.B. Buckner for not shaking his hand prior to the game. Said he is zero class. All three other umpires, including Angel Hernandez, who, you know, all, makes a lot of shitty calls. Apologizes to Marmol for Buckner's actions and shook his hand, according to the Athletics. Katie Wu, uh, Marmel, and Buckner have history dating back to last season when the two got into a heat ex- exchange during our Cardinals and Diamondbacks game back on August 21st. He was ejected on the third inning of that matchup for arguing balls to strike. They won that game 6-4. And Marmol said, I didn't like the smirk when I got out there. And then he questioned my time in the league. And so I returned the favor and questioned his time in the league. So Buckner's been an MLB umpire since 96. He has long been considered one of the worst umpires in, in the game. You don't have to be a dick, dude. Dude, you know what? You know what? No one's paying to watch the freaking umpires. Nobody. Nobody cares. You guys are getting paid a good, good wage. And to have an attitude or everything, yeah. I'd be like, dude, why? you can't shake my hand? Really? You going to hold it against me? And, and these guys are called, they're supposed to be impartial. And and this shit, you won't shake an umpire's hand because you had a little beef last season, dude. Get over it. You got to have amnesia, these umpires. You got to move on, and you got to call games impartial. You got to call the games impartial. You can't be, you know, favoring this or that. You can't hold the grudge or whatever. Got to move on. You know, I'll tell you a story today. Guy Greg, I went to grad school with. I tried to put him on my movie. He came to audition. He sucked. That's that's what happened. He hasn't talked to me since. His mother passed away from cancer. Chef told me about it. I sent him a text. He responded to me. I said, it's been too long. You know, your mom was great. Uh, I hope you're well. I don't mean, I didn't just, I just, I shouldn't have. I, what I meant was, I hope you're well since it's been so long since we spoke. Send my love to you and your family. And uh, he responded. But you know what? That's the thing. I could have not reached out. His mom was awesome. It was a great woman. And you know, Greg's not, Greg's, a, I, I've known him since 1996. We haven't talked, I think, in a decade you know what, We've talked, we have talked in over 12 years since I did the movie. It's been a long time. You know, you gotta got move on. And umpires doing this, that, that's Bush League shit. Bush League shit. So Buckner, you're a fucking asshole. That's what I gotta say in that. Douchebag. Yeah, Ryan Lingren, sling on his left arm, but isn't serious, stuck day to day. So the Rangers actually, yeah, he spit in Dowdy's face, which is a match penalty, automatic which is an automatic ejection and hearing for a suspension. Garnett Hathaway received a three-game suspension for spitting on Eric uh, Gudbranson four years ago. You know, Dowdy said I was sh- shocked, obviously. I don't even know if I said anything to him after, but I just immediately went to the ref to try to get a penalty. You don't want to see those things like that in this game. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I'm sure it has happened, but not that I've seen. It's unfortunate whether or not he meant to do that. I have no idea, but it's a pretty big loogie on my face, so I was pretty pissed. Yeah. You never want to see that. Truba said, "The captain of the Rangers. That's just not who Miller is as a person." They had to kill five minute penalty. play two periods. That just four defensemen. So Truba played with Ben Harper. They they played over twenty eight minutes each. Mikola and Adam Fox played over twenty five minutes each. And it was interesting. So they they there's a collective bargaining agreement stipulates that a team accruing cap space cannot play with seventeen skaters. So they went with the bubble wrap, bubble wrap strategy, dressing two extras and hoping for the best. So Braden Schneider and Ryan Carpenter sat on the bench in full gear, unused. I've never seen that before, Truba said. So Schneider, their only waiver-exempt player, and Carpenter, who was called up from Hartford earlier Sunday, if the player was to play and get hurt, they could have been sent to Hartford this week. So Schneider was sent down after the game. They'll be recalled Wednesday, when presumably they'll have enough cap space accrued to complete the trade with the Hawks for Kane. Carpenter will go back down when Kane arrives. And the Rangers might be able to play with a full complement of players. So Timo Meyer got traded to the Devils for, for f- four players plus a fifth-round pick to the Sharks. And the Devils, Devils, Sharks get four players, a first, second, and seventh-round pick. I think they said 13 picks for this whole thing. And then the Predators traded to the Jets Tanner Janot. And Tampa, so I saw some trades. I don't know these players, but I saw a bunch of trades and I was like, okay, but this is the one I want. So the Lightning got Tanner Janot from the Predators in exchange for uh, defenseman Cal Foote. Now Janot is 6'2", 208, played 56 games, five goals, 14 points, 85 penalty minutes. He leads Nashville and hits with 213 and all forwards were block shots with 51. He's, this is a thing. He was undrafted, but this is the thing. He has also skated nine Stanley Cup playoff games during the 2022 postseasons, But Tampa Bay is almost certainly going to play Toronto in the first round, and his job's going to be to get under the skin of all the Leaf skilled players, and that's why they wanted him. You get a guy who is going to piss the other team off, get them off their game, and then they have a shot at be. And listen, Toronto can't get out of the first goddamn round. And every year, they're, you know, favorites to win the Cup, and they can't get out of the first round. You get under Austin Matthews' skin and the rest of the guys... You know that's a good thing. Now, you know I'm getting tired of this this non equality for soccer. The French women five months until the World World Cup French Women's World Cup three French national team stars, including captain Wendy Renard, announced that they will not play internationally until changes are made. Renard forwards uh, Katadatu Diani and Mary Antoinette Cattado said management issues with Renard making clear she can no longer support the current system while preserving her mental health. They've criticized head coach Karine uh, Diacre since she was appointed in 2017. Diacre notably stripped Renard of her captaincy only to regrant it back in... So 2017, she took away her captaincy, regranted it back in 2021. She she also left Catato off the 2019 World Cup team despite the forward leading the French League in goals that season. The number five in the world, but have never reached the finals in a major international tournament. And the French Soccer Players Union, praised all three athletes as extremely brave for speaking out and insisted the French Football Federation will listen to this cry of alarm. And the FFF respond, responded to saying no individuals above the institution that is the French national team, the yeah, I roll, and that the issue will be addressed in tomorrow's executive, today's executive committee meeting. Listen, Canada's pissed off, labor dispute with Canada soccer, while 15 players on Spain's national team refuse to play for the country until head coach Jorge Vilda is fired. It shouldn't come to this, but hey, you know what? They're not happy. They're not getting paid. They have coaches, and they're getting mentally abused, and you have the top scorer in the French League, and she doesn't make the national team? How the fuck does that happen? can't have that happen. She, You need, you need people to score goals. Doesn't make sense. And I, I'm siding with the players, man. I'm siding with the players big time on this crap. Yeah, bullshit. I call bullshit on that front. Bull, 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 bullshit. Now, this is interesting. So the English Premier League is TV rights for their... The third, second, third, and fourth tiers of English football is set to issue an invitation to tender to broadcasters and expects to bring in 239.1 million annually from TV rights. So Sky Sports, BT Sports, Viaplay, and Dazzin are all reportedly interested. Sky's other rights in 2002 currently pay 142.2. Now the tender includes all three divisions, the playoffs, the EFI, EFL Trophy, the EFL Cup, which also includes Premier League teams, and that's to be split up into 20 separate packages. Now, this is an interesting thing. Every game will be available for purchase, according to the report, which would put an end to the Saturday 3 p.m. TV blackout, a rule that's been in place since the 60s. A change of the blackout, which applies when 50% of the Premier League and Championship matches kick off at 3 p.m. local time on a Saturday, would likely face opposition from the Premier League because they want they want full coverage. But, hey, so they have the dominating thing, and the lower divisions go, hey, we want our matches on TV. Why do we have to be stuck watching your matches? All the matches should be available. But, you know the, you know, hey, I like this. Fight the power, man. Fight the power. And Joe Klecko was on Zach Gelb's CBS Sports Radio. He said, thinks Rodgers and Rodgers, Jets, not a good match, would absolutely ruin the locker room dynamic. I don't think Rodgers is a fit with the young guys. I relate to this myself with the young, young team that came up when we started winning. Why was it a good fit for all of us? Was because we all worked together and came. They came up together and worked together. And you're bringing in a 39 year old quarterback. Now he says, "Hey, great player. You know, MVP, MVP four times. uh, Without, you know, he can't be a great player without doing all he's done." But he says, "Rodgers' condescending attitude when he doesn't have the perfect arrangement with receivers and game plan is something the Jets don't need." He said, "I just can't see them going after a guy that has all his years. You know, all his years and and had his way all his years, whatever he wanted." And doesn't turn out the. Does, it doesn't turn out. Everything goes dark. And he, you know, he went into the dark. I just can't see it. Uh, when Gelb asked if Claco could see Rogers ruin the locker room, absolutely. You got a bunch of young guys who are fighting with each other, and you bring in a guy who has his own opinion about things. I think that could turn a bad feeling in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, young guys. I agree. I say stay away. No bueno. No bueno at all. No, Bengals could. Uh, Athletics J. Marson thinks that Mixon could be closer to a release. They need to clear as much cap space they got to pay Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They'd also like to re sign uh, safety Von Bell, tight end Hayden Hurst, linebacker Jermaine Pratt. They would save $7.3 million in cap space. He only had 3.9 yards per carry last year. Chris Evans, 17 career carries, would be only the only running back under contract for next season. His uh Pratt. P. Ryan is an impending free agent. Listen, you got B. John Robinson. You got Jamar Gibbs from Bama, uh, Devontae Akshane from Texas A&M, and Zach Charbonnet, the former Michigan player, had a great career at at UCLA. That could be. They also talked about that trade for the Saints. Athletics Mike Jones said that, you know, that the Saints could be Cameron Jordan, could come up in trade talks during the Combine. He's going to be thirty-four years old, twenty-five point seven million cap hit. That's a lot of money. Eight-time Pro Bowler had six six tackles, eight and a half sacks, thirteen tackles for loss last year, and a seventy-four point five PFF grade. That's you know that's a guy you bring in a veteran team trying to win it all. You bring him in like a Von Miller, and you try to get him, and he's been there forever. That's something that could happen. We'll see what happens there. the The Steelers that Highsmith on the Steelers, twenty-five year old, point seven million in the final year of his rookie contract. 2020 third rounder, 14 and a half sacks, six most in the NFL last year, also 63 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, 20 quarterback hits, five force fumbles. That's a guy who's, who's having a season. Had a hell of a season this past season. They have $112 million already committed to TJ Watt. I mean, his market value, uh, Spot Track says his market value to be $55.6 million over four years. Hey, that's a lot. That 13.9 to 2.7, that's a big, big, big. And he's a young guy. He's, you know, he's a priority. He's 25 years young. He's coming into his his prime years. We'll see what happens there. The 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 Lions, they said they should go after Athletic Colton Pounce, he said they should go after cornerback. Their defense ranked 30th in passing yards allowed, 29th in points allowed. Jeff Acuda, Will Harris, Mike Hughes, Jerry Jacobs, and Amani Aru. Well, Rire, who had a 30 PFF, uh, Okuda had the had a 59.4, Harris had a 63.7, and Harris, Hughes, and Oro Riare are all not under contract for next year. They said that, you know, Jamel Dean, James Bradbury, so Dean from the Bucks, Bradbury from the Eagles, Cameron Sutton, Bradley Roby, Marcus Peters, Jonathan Jones, Patrick Peterson, eh, Isaiah Oliver, Rock Yasin, and Brian Murphy, and also they could go. They have two first-round picks, number number six and eighteen. Devin Withers- Witherspoon from Illinois. I saw him play last year. He can play. Camp Smith, South Carolina. Keely Ringo, who is a big dude, but can get burned a lot. Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, and Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State is a hitter. So there's guys out there. We'll see if that happens. They, you know, I mean, hey, Lions offense is clicking. Got to get that D. I mean Hutchinson. You brought him in. He, he had a great rookie season. But this is a team that can really turn the corner and take over. I think Minnesota, you don't know Kirk Cousins. I mean, they got Jefferson, but Kirk Cousins is going to get better. And he's not going to win playoff games, as he's shown. It's a big season for them. You know, you know. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Jacoby Meyer could get the Kirk contract, $72 million over four years that he got from Jags last year, $37 million guaranteed. He caught a 67 catches, 8.046 touchdowns last year. He's 26 years old. Yeah, he he's he's a good player. We'll see what happens on that front. And uh, Kyle Busch won the final NASCAR race at Fontana, while earning his first victory for Richard Childress Racing. I was watching some of this. They had an uh, indoor lacrosse, the PLL Championship Series. Chrome beat Atlas twenty four twenty three as a round robin tournament. And Roman De- Romar Dennis for the Atlas had the t- tournament's Golden Stick Award for scoring the most points at thirty four. So, that, they were playing in Baltimore, but they were playing in like, it looked like a practice facility. I mean, they'll show any, I mean, listen, I mean, you're diehard. You're watching professional lacrosse. College lacrosse, like I can watch. Professional lacrosse, I'm, it doesn't have the same zest, the je ne sais quoi for me. And Christian Kirk beat Eric Cole to win the PGA Honda Classic. And Charles Howell won the LIV Golf Invitational at Mayacoba, Mexico by four shots for his first LIV title. But they're saying, I mean, they're on the CW, it's not even comparing to the other ones. So, I guess we'll see what happens on that front. Yes. All right. We'll see what happens. Greg responded to me. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. i got to see if Ari will do Wednesday. We'll see if we'll do over his place, and I'll come over there. Yeah. With his roommates. That'd be good. We could get everybody talking and go from there. Yeah. See if I'll, I'll do. I'll do it at his house. I'll make it happen. I'll say, "Let's make it happen, dude." Yeah. Did I miss anything else? Yeah. Bam. Heat star explains why he was more deserving of the award than Rudy Gobert and Mark. should have won the defensive player. Dude, that was last year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. My real people following because of my reel. We shall see. Loss won't slow. Paul fights carry more interest when there's a story attached. He's building hype, but I'm not interested. And we're getting snow tomorrow, man. And Steve Hurst said, Draymond Green Knightney is questionable for Tuesday's game against Trailblazers. All right. Trivia question from last show. I didn't have one, and I was like, shit, I had to think one last minute. Okay. Rangers, King's first game ever had two Hall of Fame goaltenders. Who was it? For the Rangers, it was Ed uh, G- Giacomini. I butchered his name in Kings Terry Sawchuk, Rangers won 6 1 over the Kings October 31st, 19. Giacomen. I think it was Giacomen. Today's favorite question Larry Bird is one of two players to have won three or more NBA three point contests. Who was the other? Was it Steph, Ray Allen, Craig Hodges, or Jason Capono? Who is the only other player to win three or more NBA three point contests besides Larry Bird's? Curry, Allen, Hodges, or Capono? All right, send them a left to Michigan. My parents, my dad's a little under the weather. Talked to him a little bit today. Jack, thanks for, Dr. J., thanks for working out today. Uh, Gumbo Chef, thanks for giving, uh, Greg, condolences to you and your family. Glad we spoke. And uh, yeah, Gumbo Chef, you rock. We're working out on Thursday. And yeah, I want to hear Daniel, I want to hear Lenker, and and Jason. I want to hear everybody about what they think about this. You know, if, it, if, if, if it's going to affect them watching baseball. I don't think real diehard, as I, as I read today, diehard fans don't give a shit. Joey Votto, you're, you're hilarious. You rock. All right, peace out. Have a great night. Talk to you soon, everybody. All right, we've got to get, all right, let's see if, if, if Wednesday happens. Peace out. Peace out.